0: Back today, and my special guest is Julian Griffith. Julian is most known for his role in Hardball, but I bet you didn't know that he was also a pro baseball player and uh, a businessman as well. Julian, thank you for being on. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate it, man. Right. So uh, the first thing, uh, let's just go over your background, man. Uh, you know where you're from and, and how you got started into acting. Um well I'm from Chicagoland area. Um born in Chicago, raised
1: in Bellwood, which is right outside of West Suburbs Chicago. Um, I got into acting three years old. So my mom had us auditioning uh, for things. I think, man, what was my earliest thing? Losing Isaiah with Halle Berry. Oh, I yeah. think I, that was, yeah, <laughs> and I think that was one of my first uh she had us audition, I'm an identical twin, so she got both of us in the industry very early. Uh so three years old started off doing print ad modeling at around five years old. So pretty much the kids in your school books were holding clocks and all that type of stuff in your math books and everything. I was doing that stuff before I actually got my first acting role. Um so that was my that that was my early work. So we were auditioning, but that was where it was going. Being an identical twin, they wanted more of that uh, you know, physicality. Oh, okay uh so man i started my first role was hardball uh at 10 years old at 10 so that was a seven year gap of audition and audition and auditioning before we landed that uh opportunity
0: before you landed the big one huh
1: yes and then my that was my first one and that was the big one yeah <laughs>
0: you know. yeah. yeah so then uh, getting into that role um Obviously, you being from Chicago, uh, I imagine they filmed the movie pretty much in the heart of Chicago, right?
1: Yes, we we filmed it in uh, on the west side of Chicago, uh, in my old stomping ground. So a lot of the extras, background people that were in there actually were former students of my mom, maybe parents, because my mom was a retired uh, educator from Chicago Public Schools. So a lot of the people who were in the background, a lot of these scenes um, were people that either I was familiar with or my mom taught or she was familiar with. So that was a blessing in itself. So they everybody got to uh, experience that opportunity together.
0: So, yeah, everybody almost got a a little piece of it in in a sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so so auditioning, um, you know, what was that like trying to to beat out so many kids, especially just in that area? Imagine people flew in to uh, audition as well. So what was that like? Um, we were told they had
1: auditions in Chicago, of course, New York, and I think L.A. Um, my audition process was, I didn't even hear about it from my agent. My mom's friend heard about it. They were looking for black kids in Chicago to play baseball in a movie. And me started, me, I started playing baseball when I was seven years old. So her friend told us. And they said, hey, they have an open cause, and uh, it's a mall um, called Evergreen Plaza Mall out here. And it was 10,000 kids. <laughs> Overall, I, we were told that they auditioned over 10,000 kids in all of them, but it was thousands of kids in Evergreen. So just in the Chicago one Since this is where they're filming it. This, so they're primarily looking for most Chicago based uh, talent. So we go to this audition, man. I'm a shy kid anyway. I was very shy, even though I'm acting, right? It's (laughs) ironic. Uh, But Julian was shy. Me being somebody else, I could do that, you know, back then. So um, I remember going in there, uh, the the audition piece, which was my uh, essay in the movie, the whole banditos and getting jumped. That was the uh, audition piece. Uh, (laughs) I had asthma in real life for real. So literally, this role was pretty much designed for me. Um, back then, and I go in, I read, my twin was also auditioning as well, so he was up for the role as, uh, as well. I go in, they say, hey man, wait here. They say, hey, this is an acting coach, they introduce me to this acting coach, to say he's going to practice to in front of a mirror, practice to him in front of a mirror, we want you to come back in and read. It. And so I did it, come back in, you know, in the, the typical process, hey, thanks for coming, you know, we'll be in touch. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: Um... After that, fast forward, long story short, I had uh, six more auditions. So I think seven auditions, seven call- six callbacks, seven auditions total, before I officially got the role. My brother was still up for it. There was another kid up for it. And uh, eventually my brother was no longer up for it, but he was my photo double um, in in. Anyway, that's the blessing of having somebody that looks exactly like you. Yeah. Um, but I remember my very last audition, I always tell people, I didn't even want to go in because that was the shyness in me. This is 1999? 19? No, I think my first. We filmed in 2000. So I think my last audition had to be on the cusp of 99 or early, early 2000. But my last one, we're sitting outside the, uh Clara Simon is the casting director who now does a lot of the Chicago shows. She was pretty much starting to get established then.
0: Okay.
1: Um. She, uh, I go. My mom was like, Hey, come in, you know, go in. They want her. This is your last. This probably gonna you're you gonna get this, and I'm like, No, you know, <laughs> you know how high my voice was in the movie. So, you know, no, uh, all these people sit in the room and they just stare at you and they don't see anything, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm over here and she's bribing me, she's bribing me, bribing me, and she calls my dad on the phone. My dad was a truck driver at the time, and he's trying to convince me and say, Go in, you know, and I'm like, No, nah, I'm not going in. <laughs> and I imagine I've been in six times already. Right. And so uh, she's like, "I'll give you twenty dollars. Twenty dollars if you go into this audition." My brother pops his head outside the van, like, "Julian, do you know how many Pokemon cards we can get for twenty dollars?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and I um, pep talked to me. It was like it was another chubby kid up for the role, as well. And she's like, You gonna let that? And man, I'm fat too. She's like, You gonna let that fat boy beat you up with his role? <laughs> I'm over there, like, No, nah, you know. <laughs> and um, uh, I, I do it, man. From there, they say, Hey, wait here. Uh, can we get you all's measurements? But I'm like, This is different, you know, right? It's a group of us. Hey, we want to take a group picture really quick. It's different, you know. Um, and pretty much those people that were in that picture were pretty much the guys that were selected, uh, for the movie, man. So yeah, that was, that was that auditioning process for hardball by far. It was a
0: blessing. man. And so then, you know, you talked about earlier that you'd been playing baseball already. Um, (laughs) so then you land the role and then I imagine they put you guys through a camp of some sort. And, uh, so what was that like going to, um, work on your skills is, to, to make it look as real as possible for maybe guys that hadn't played and then the chemistry that you all guys uh all shared um does that still uh rain true to this day um
1: so as far as the training camp um it w- it was great um uh, because I mean you're around a lot of baseball players and you know me being a baseball player I was just trying to be in a movie and play baseball originally you know so the landing one of the main roles on this uh was definitely a a major but it was a plus but a lot of the kids that were on other movies these are a lot of kids that either i didn't play baseball with or against in our neighborhood so you know a lot of people you know so it was like kind of like all right man yeah we you know we play each other in real life and now we get to play against each other in the film and um so it was it was it was challenging because the training camp, they were teaching us to be bad. Because you know, in the movie, we had to be bad in the Uh, film, at first. So a lot of us, most of us played baseball. It wasn't difficult to teach us fundamentals. Okay. Um, Teaching us to suck on cue is what they were more so, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, focused on. Like you know, because instinctually, if a ball is over you, you imagine, you know, you want to catch it. Right. And then you know, just like uh, Michael B. Jordan, he had the, the ball hit him in the head, and so he literally got to sit here and brace himself to catch him, hit him, to have a ball hit him dead in his head, even though he didn't play baseball either. So he was one of the people that was learning the fundamentals of baseball oh, okay. back then. Um, Mark Ellis is a sports choreographer. He does a lot of movies like The Replacement. He did uh The Longest Yard. Okay. He uh 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 it keeps going on. I was just watching movie the other day. He did um but he was the coach on the the of the orange team in Harvard, okay. the Boobs. So but he choreographs all of that stuff. So being able to work with him as well and then when I start realizing man I don't watch all these movies and I'm like that's him and I see him <laughs> and he he always does a little role give him a role in the films and he choreographs all of the uh the sports uh stunts okay. so it's like he gets he he does both so you'll always he'll always have a cameo in in everything he does in the sport so <clears throat> working with somebody like that who's been around it was amazing um as far as the chemistry with everybody um for the most part we are uh, we talk the only person we really don't talk to of course michael b jordan i mean, he He kept up with it and you know he blew up uh uh Stilo or Sterling. That's the one that's on ridiculousness. They him and Michael B met on Hardball. And so they became and they were best friends since then. Yeah. So that's how that relationship started. So we for the most most of us we still talk uh, um one of the guy who played the catcher, um Ray Ray, his real name is Brian Reed uh unfortunately he was in a uh sh- college shooting in like 2011 and so he's mm-hmm. paralyzed um so i my, my i still keep in touch with his mom and my okay. mom and his mother are really close but and the pitcher miles uh, my mom and his mom talk all the time too okay. so uh for the most part uh, the the chunk of us we we keep in touch at least on um,
0: social media yeah. thank god for social media huh?
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, one of my last questions on, on on hardball, when you know, when you're walking around and, and we'll get into this a little bit later, too. But um, do, do people call you by, you know, hey, that, that's that's Jefferson Albert Tibbs, or, you know, or do they call you by your name? That's Julian. I mean, how do you um, how do you feel when people come up to you? Because I'm sure that you get some uh, some crazy comments from time to time. Um, at
1: first, it first happened with the the notoriety and the people approaching you and recognizing you, you know, at a younger age, I looked the same, of course, right? Um, so it, it it's, a it's, it's like a high, it's like an adrenaline at first. And then you're like, man, <laughs> I want to have a normal day. You know, I want to have a normal day and I want to be able to walk around the mall. Right go to a store and I mean I didn't got chased out the mall two times when I was younger when the movie came out we got chased out of a movie theater mm. um sat in sat in and watched my own movie took my aunt to see my movie mm-hmm. and then of course I mean it was expected as soon as the lights came on we yeah. walking out and all these girls my mom had to whip the van around <laughs> that's right the corner and um she uh forced us to uh we jumped in the van and then all these girls had ran to the corner and she's like, oh. sign autographs. I'm like, man, I ain't, I, you know, and it's kind of one of those days I was like, man, I ain't really feeling it. I don't feel like signing autographs. Come on, those are fans, blah, blah, blah. You know, and she had me signing, you know, we had to sign our, our headshots. And back then you would print your resume on the back of it as well. So my mom blacked out our contact information with a permanent marker. But one of the girls put um resume into a light and got our phone number. Calling, um, uh, she was calling her home, ah. <laughs> you know, at an early age. Um, when it uh, comes to the updated times, every now and then, because clearly I'm not the chubby kid anymore. Uh, I got a little older. Yeah. I, mean, I learned how to work out. Um, you can see it in my face. So a lot of times people more so know me for more of my, my TV show, like if they watch Chicago PD or Fire or stuff like that. But. With Hardball, they'll be like people, be like, "Man, you look real familiar." Uh-huh. That's more so how I get it. i like, "You look," and you know, and they start cycling through. I'm like, "Well, do you go to church with me?" Do you blah blah blah, this <laughs> and that? And then, and then I'll be trying to wait because I, I sometimes I don't feel like talking about it because I know that it's going to spark a conversation.
0: Right. Uh,
1: but then I'll be like, they still going like, well, "Maybe you do this." I'm like, "You ever seen Hardball?" Guess it what? It I mean, you know, and, 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 and. <laughs> and so. <laughs> or sometimes people do that forcing me to they don't want to bring it up you know so right. it's like you can you can tell but sometimes i don't mind it um every now and then it is good um just to hear the love and support that people still like we have a we we, we were a part of a, a classic you know, It will always go down to history and, and it's not not only a hood classic but it's a sports classic right you know? right it's a universal classic um so it 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 your moments, man. But they they more so, like I said, they'll call me Jefferson sometimes. Some people that even know me and knew me as Julian before they found out still be calling me, I'm like, "Hey man," like you know. i yeah. like, "All right, hey, you know, cut it out." Like, um, but I don't mind it sometimes. Uh, but like I said, sometimes it can get overbearing uh, with people. Sometimes when they just being obnoxious, I say,
0: right, <laughs> yeah. And so then you uh, you know, you get out of off doing the movie and then I imagine now you've, you've transitioned into a somewhat normal life going to mm-hmm. going to high school and and uh I think I saw somewhere where you had said prior that um you know your mom had uh I don't know if made a deal with you but wanted you to experience a normal life and I guess if you wanted to come back and act you know the end of high school um it was your choice is that right?
1: Yes, um, at 13 years old, 8th grade, um, I'm ready to move to Hollywood. I'm like, mom, let's go. You know, we get a lot of auditions now. Uh, The movie has been out for two years at this point. And I'm like, you know, let's move to Hollywood. Like, I want to pursue it. She's like, well, you know, I want you to be screwed up like a lot of these Disney kids. Um, And so I I appreciate her from that aspect when I look back now, you know what I mean? And and see it... uh, but she was more so saying, hey, I want you to be able to have a solid foundation so you understand your humility and where mm. it comes from. Have a normal childhood, get a get an education, make real friends. And then if this is what you truly want to pursue, I need you to at least finish high school. Yeah, right. so I resented it at first. But then it um I when I, I grew to appreciate it over time when I got into college and everything. But there's a part that looks back at it, uh, when I was like, man, well, you know, I got a couple of people who, who stuck with it, you know? And look at where they are now. Right. Now maybe they might, man, I kinda wish I had a normal child. You know, you, you never know um on both ends. But right. I look back and like, man, I could have been even more established in the into acting, but I probably would never would have played pro baseball. Right. Probably, I mean, it wouldn't have even been my focus uh, at that point. Um, I probably would have never met a lot of people I've encountered in my life as well, in my normal living, um, you know, to a certain extent. So <clears throat> it's it's been a blessing and a curse. So yeah, my mom at 13 years old, I made a deal, said I have to finish high school before I fully pursue acting or, or, or go to college, whatever I choose to do. Uh, but I was still going on auditions, just not as much. Um, during my high school uh, career.
0: And then transitioning into baseball. So then, you know, you get a, you play baseball in college and then you're fortunate Mm -hmm. enough to play in, uh, uh, what was it, Puerto Rico? Uh, That was my last uh, stint, yes. Texas,
1: Washington, Puerto Rico. And then I walked away from Detroit when I was in
0: Detroit, yeah. So about those experiences, man, I mean, what was that like, you know, now, you know, you're ten years old, you're just playing for fun, shooting a movie, even playing little league and now, hey, this is the real thing so so what was that like um
1: it was it was great it was it's it's a catch twenty two to it um a lot of people don't talk about this aspect of it and um I talk more about it with like my my clients, my mentees and stuff like that, and their parents but uh pro baseball is an opportunity that most people never get to uh, experience Uh, 1% gets signed or drafted. And then even less than 1% is going to make it to the major leagues, of course. So um, I was fortunate enough to have that opportunity, signed three contracts, 2014 to 2016, Um, Fort Worth catch in Texas, like I said, in 2014, 2015, Ellensburg bulls and 2016 was Puerto Rico in their double a. And then, I went to Detroit and then in spring training, uh, I already had an injury. So, um, in 20, in, in 2015, I tore my ro- partially tore my rotator cuff. Mm. So, um, physical therapy, uh, trying to rehab and, and get back. So I went and played in Puerto Rico in 2016, did really well, put up good numbers. I go to Detroit over here and play. Um, and that was the United Shores. It was independent minor league ball. So if you if if you're not fortunate enough to get drafted out of college, then there's a lot of alternatives to help you get get the same experiences in the minor league at the minor league level, and then get into affiliate ball. So like Chicago White Sox, Cubs, all that stuff. Okay. Um, in college, when I was getting looked at by the White Sox, I tore my UCL, which is the Tommy John uh, <laughs> baseball surgery. So um, once I did that, I was coming from a small school. White Sox scout pretty much said, you know, no thanks, yeah. you know, at that point. So that I had to circle around and see, all right, what's the best way? So the next best way was going the independent route. So I went indie ball, like I said. Um, my first year, I played with Julio Franco, batting title champion, man, yeah. and, you know, oldest person to play in the major leagues. Great opportunity, learning from him and, and conversing with him. Um. Uh, you know, he was 56 when he was playing with us. <laughs> uh he, he was in great shape. I mean, um, he uh I remember him coming up to me and was like, Man, you got a nice swing. I had to look around and so say, Who are you talking to? <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, I'm you. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like you said, he's like, Yeah, man. He, you know, and from there, I started just like, hey man, how did you play? how did you stay so long? And I'm just you know. And he's just giving me all of these tips and doing yoga and all this stuff, all this advice. And I remember this is the aspect I, a lot of people don't talk about in baseball. Um, I'm the only rookie starting. I'm the only rookie literally in the starting lineup. <clears throat> also, I'm the only black player on the, on the team. Now, of course, I blend in with my Dominican and Puerto Rican right, teammates. Right, right. But, and then my, with a name, Julian, they think I'm Puerto Rican or Dominican. And then they see Chicago, Illinois, but oh, never mind, you are black. You know what? Uh, <laughs> no, but um, um, my mentor telling me he said I got signed, and he was like, "I'm a catcher. I'm a catcher." So a lot of people who know me in the baseball community know that I'm a catcher primarily. Okay. Um, but I can play outfield. I was signed as a catcher slash outfielder. My mentor so, tells me he's like, "Hey, uh, I heard you got signed. Congrats." Um, uh. What position they signed? sign you for? I said, catch your slash out. And I'm, at this point, I had, you know, I got a slight ego. You can't tell me much, you know, at this point. And he's been trying to tell me a lot of stuff since high school. And I didn't realize a lot of things because he was a parent right. of somebody else on the team. But I did not know he got drafted to the Phillies either. Mm-hmm. I did not know, you know, I'm just seeing a parent, you know, so right. I'm the best at my high school. I'm the highest recruiter at my high school. Ain't nothing you can tell. I didn't do did this. I, I had that ego. I was like, man, I, I'm self-taught. I ain't never had a lesson. Wow. And, you know, I'm a, I'm like, ain't nothing you can tell me. That was yeah. my thought process at that time. And I'm and he had tell me, he had, I tried, he like, hey, try this. I try. uh, I don't like it. Boom, I get back to doing what I'm doing. <laughs> had no idea he got drafted to the Phillies. Had no idea he was a coach, instructor, all this stuff. When I get signed, Um, he's like, you want to be a catcher? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a catcher. He's like, so... Uh, you run a 6'7", Julian. You you are the catcher who runs like an outfield. Um, he was like, and you're black. And he was like, you're probably gonna play outfield. He's like, no, you're not gonna probably play. He's like, they're gonna put you in the outfield. I'm like, what? Man, the Dodgers catching coach loved me. You know, like, yeah. this, this is I, like in front of this because man. I man, they thought I was the best uh, catcher there, best blocking catcher, best hidden catcher, all this stuff. He's like, listen, play outfield. You hit for power, but you hit more for contact. Um, he was like, "You can hit for, you can hit a few home runs, but it's probably not gonna be enough. You're gonna be in the corners." He described everything. He's like, "You're not gonna be a center fielder because you're not six four, six five, fast, but mm-hmm. you can play corner outfield. You got a strong arm. You can hit. Cool." I'm like, "Man, whatever." <laughs> yeah. in the spring training, you see Griffith, right field. In my three years of playing, I've never caught a game. When you're an outfielder, outfielders are a dime a dozen. Right. So. Um, everybody, when you go to a tryout, you see people trying out for out. You got a whole bunch of outfielders out here, and then you might get, you have, you have your infielders. Very few catchers, you know, not, not a lot of them, but it's more yeah. outfielders because it's, it's an easier position to handle. I never caught a game. I played corner outfield the entire time. Only black person on the team. I was batting 500. I was the only rookie starting. I was, I was leading the team in batting average, stats, everything. I'm everyday start at this point. I, I went on a slump, went in a slump, went two for 14 on the road. Mm. So now I'm at 324, which is still good. Right, they still still know, good. The is good. Yeah. I have the second highest bad average on the team. So I just dropped 170 points and I have the second highest bad average. So it will let you know, hey, how yeah. the veterans hit you. you know? They told me it had nothing to do with my stats at all my performance of course i'm like i got the second highest stats on the team they said we need more veterans on the team wow i said well i cost less than the veterans i'm playing better than most of your veterans why not show up that day they give me my check he calls me into the office um and they uh before we hit on the field before we have our bp for the game (laughs) um they were trying out, and it's a diamond, that's a revolving door. So they're always trying people out. You could be there today and go tomorrow. Easily, it's a revolving door. Yeah. So um, working out another black guy that got released from the Braves organization. And he was a little older than me. I think he was like three years older than me at the time. And he was already going down. Um, he hit three home runs and they never hit over 300. They released him a month and a half later. Um, they swapped me out, long story short. They swapped me out with another black guy so it was like one for another, you know, met your quota. Um, yeah. and and I, I started, I was like, Man, I've never, I've never thought that when you're doing good, better than good, this is what you're looking for, you'll still, it's still not good enough. But I watched right. my other teammates who were of different complexion, ethnicities, weren't doing so well, but the opportunities were still given to them. And so when I started realizing it, I come back and my, my instructor, or my mentor told me, Hey, man. You have to be, unfortunately for us, when it comes to baseball, being in the black community, we have to be super brother or he said it in a different way. I think you can take it out of context of what he really told me you got right. to be, you know, you know, super Negro um, because the moment you're not and the moment you become at the same level as them, you're not, you're below them, even though <clears throat> all the measurables
0: here. Right.
1: Looks like this, even though they're right here, but y'all, y'all, y'all equally yoked, but in their eyes, not so. We become more expendable. So when I started realizing that, it woke me up to a lot of different things of the the uh, politics of the game. Um uh, It was like I said, so it was a blessing to get the experience, but it just woke me up, and I was mm-hmm. like, man. First of all, you don't even get paid enough to go through half the stuff you go through because minor league minor leagues don't get paid nothing. nothing. You know, you got to really get to triple A and. I think it's like eighty thousand a year, but then you get to big bucks when you in the bigs, of course. Right. So it's worth it if you get there. If you get it. But if you get there. So um it was it helped me get the experience and the credentials I need for something that I love to do now. Um, but uh of course you everybody wants to make it to the major leagues. I battled the injuries, I battled the politics. In twenty sixteen I made the decision to uh walk away from the game. Um because the doctor pretty much told me, hey, if you keep playing, your rotator cuff is going to tear completely. So uh, I was like, I want to I want to have kids. I want to be able to play catch with my kids when I get older. So I decided to walk away. I turned down. I had top leagues from Germany, France, Austria, Czech Republic in 2016. I turned down those offers and walked away completely. It was tough, went through a depression, but. For the betterment of having longevity uh you know versus the temporary satisfaction that i was chasing
0: doubt. and now now if i look behind you i see that juiced up so (laughs) yeah (laughs) you walk away and then you you start something uh even even better man it seems like you're I, i want you to explain but it seems like you're you know you're doing the will of uh um of the good and you're helping out other people and and what i thought was interesting was it wasn't just baseball it was softball as well
1: mm-hmm. i haven't
0: seen that before so if you would uh explain some of that too um
1: yeah my my business is called Juice Up athletics i'm a traveling baseball and softball uh trainer i run cl- camps clinics um i do individual lessons primarily i started it i started doing lessons in 2015 <clears throat> I built my name up enough to buy my name in 2018. I purchased the name Juice of Athletics. Um, so I am a legal entity, corporation, everything. Um, went into business full-time 2019, been in business full-time since 2019. Um, I outside, outside of my acting, but it pretty much was, it stemmed from the fact that I never had training and in our areas back then, it wasn't many places, or my mom didn't know of any places. Right. And so, and especially with having twins, whatever she does for one, she has got to do with the other. You know. <laughs> so she ain't trying to pay for double either with a lot of stuff, you know? <laughs> so she never sought out any of this stuff. Right. We, she only had us in, in, in the park district league baseball. I didn't know anything about travel teams. I didn't know, I didn't know any of this stuff existed wow. until I got to my uh, junior year of high school. Like all stars were our travel team back yeah. then. Yeah. You make the all-star team and then you, you compete to try to get to Williamsport, which is the Little League World Series on TV. Yeah. That's what I knew. I didn't know that it was a travel team and people were getting lessons and people were like I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm watching TV, watching Jorge Posada, my favorite player at the time, Mark yeah. McGuire, my favorite players. And I'm watching them and I go outside and I do it.
0: Right I what
1: I was doing, not learning the best way so i just became i was raw really raw athletic though and so i could get away with a lot of stuff being unorthodox. now when i got into it and i said all right my mentor helped me my instructor helped me and i said i want i i see i watched what he was doing yeah and i said this is the type of person i want to be and i know i wasn't making that much money in my league i may i've made i made 10 times over What I've made in my league ball in just the years I've been doing this. Or seven total, but three years in my own business. Um, But I realized that these kids have it in our areas, and a lot of people come out here, instructors who don't have, they're not within the best interest of the kids, but they're just here to get a check. Yeah. Yep. So I'm like, man, I'm watching these instructors do this, and I was like, I know my quality, I have way better quality training. I know my credentials are either at the same level or above some of these instructors. And I care because I also have a teaching degree. A lot of people don't know I have an elementary education middle school and high school science endorsement. So I graduated college. I do have an education degree. I did work for Chicago Public Schools for five years before I walked away in 2019 and went into this full time. Okay. Yes. So um, I already had that passion me but I wanted to do it at a more affordable so mm-hmm. now I'm not that cheap <laughs> I, but um but it's like it's uh, most people are like man you only charge this yeah yeah. that's the majority but then I'm in the minority like, man, it's too much and so um, I started juiced up athletics. it's not has nothing to do with steroids, <laughs> but everything to do with my nickname was Juice. People are okay. like juiced up, you know. I but I picked that name to make it a conversation start. Oh, That's okay. why, yeah. So, um, because I have shirts that say, you know, juiced up athletics. It, uh, we got a shirt that says PDs, persistence, excellence, determination, success. And on the back, one hundred percent natural.
0: So okay. we play off
1: of yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that people are always equate it to steroids in baseball. So, um. Like you said, I do baseball and softball. Uh, I'm all throughout Illinois and Northwest Indiana. Okay. Um, uh, I'm, I'm actually working on uh, a deal with Canada, Georgia, a couple of people that are interested in doing some stuff, uh, Alabama as well, and Arizona. So um, we're, we're branching out. Uh, I just wanted people to have a chance and, and get it from someone who actually cares because I'm not going to tell everybody that they're going to make it to the major leagues. Right. I would be lying to you right. if I told you that. um But show you and give you the best skills to equip you to get as far as you can. Because if I can get you to college, then my job is done. Job, yeah, you've done but your job. I've done my job. And if you're fortunate to make sure, I got some kids that I got some high potential to, to get drafted. Okay. And then that I told them, hey man, all this work, I, you know, ten percent of your signing bonus. That's all. You know what I'm saying? Just thank yeah. you. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. I want nothing else. You know. Uh, <laughs> you know, just remember, remember, and remember me. College. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, so, um, but I, I just want, I want kids to go to college too, because we need, we need more. Like I said, it's 1%, 1%. one percent. So that yeah. means we got a whole 99% of the rest of the world that we got to accommodate. And we just need, I need you to be a productive member of society. So if I can instill certain qualities into you and, and certain mannerisms and characteristics, um, and mentor you in the right path and get you the most money deducted out of your college based on using this talent and skill, then I've done it. I've done my part. And that that's what's most rewarding to me. Um, two of my, I have three seniors this year. Two of, both of my softball girls, both got full rides this year. <sighs> one one to a junior college for the next two years, which is the, it's a really good junior college here in Chicago, Trident. Um, and then another one, she got a four year full ride for the next four years yeah. um, in Indiana, Oakland City University. Um, and so that's that's what I like to hear and see. Their parent, in the long run, your parents are not spending anything for the next four years and neither are you. <clears throat> you got a free education off of your hard work and just me applying, giving you a, a couple of drills to do and you applying them and then it translated on the field, somebody thought you were worth 100%, and that's all I can ask for.
0: What a great service, man, because again, like what you said is uh I think is kind of what's wrong with, with certain people's mindsets nowadays is if you don't go pro or if you don't go Division One, then you're a bum. You know what I mean? And I don't, oh I don't understand it. Like you said, it, if you get them to college and they're fortunate enough to get there, then you've done your job, you know, and especially with with parents not having to pay um, anything, I mean, that's a blessing in itself. So, yeah, I really wish that mindset would change.
1: Oh, I got some kids, man. It's funny you mentioned that That I know kids that had the most talent, some great talent, and got offers from schools D2s, D3s, NAIA Say, oh, I'm probably just going to go to Purdue and be a student. Why? <laughs> because you didn't go, uh, I didn't get, I said, you got any offers? Yeah, not any big ones. Offers. Yeah. You're about to go be a student somewhere else, a normal student and pay. Yeah. Somebody is saying, hey, come play for me. I'll pay you to pay to play for me. Yeah. You're going to be a student anywhere you go.
0: Right. But you're going to have fun now. Yeah.
1: You want to have fun, your dollar. Somebody else is willing to give you that dollar to go have fun, be a student, and still play. I never understood that. And I have kids who literally. Two sport athletes, baseball, football, most athletic kids I've ever worked with. Right. I didn't get the type of offers I wanted, so I'm just gonna be a student. Yeah. Football, starting, starting uh, quarterback on a team and starting outfielder on a team, big high school in Indiana.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm I'll, gonna I'll, I'll just go, I think I'm gonna be a student because I didn't get the type of offers I want. The dumbest thing, I went in Division Two. I turned down my D1 offers. And then I transferred NAIA. People get drafted out of D2s and NIAs oh, all the time. Yeah. But people, we have a we have a the mindset and it's media it's social media's fault.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: because they got these kids believing if you don't go D1, that's it. Yeah. And I will never sit there. And everybody, like, man, I'm going D1. drafted. it. They got this whole plan set up. I say, look, you ain't go, you can go D one all you want. You can go to Purdue, Illinois, you can go wherever all these schools and sit the bench and be yeah. happy that you wearing a jersey. I said but you ain't going to get drafted not yeah. playing. They don't look at the people on the bench. They yes. look at the people on the field. So when you rather go somewhere where somebody said hey, you you're going to come in and play and now you get the opportunity to be seen. Exactly. So man, you man, I I got um, one of my baseball players the other senior, he got he's getting 64,000. He got 16,000 a year for the next 4 years. Uh, he went D3 instead and he had D1, D2 interest but he loved the school he visited. It's a fit. <clears throat> it's a fit.
0: Yeah.
1: And they pay, they're setting kids up with jobs now that they're paying them in your field. They're giving you internships where you're getting paid and you can put it towards your tuition or keep it. They're oh, teaching oh, you oh, a business oh. mindset yeah. and teach you how to pay back your loans already. And he, he's like, this is where I want to go. That's simple. You can go, I can get them more money but somebody said I'll give you 16,000. It's an expensive school, but. You got $16 for the next four, uh, four years, and I'm gonna show you how to save your money or put it towards your student loans. So by the time you get out of here, <clears throat> you got minimal debt.
0: Right? Can't beat that, man. No, you can't. You can't beat it, but I don't know. It's gonna take a whole, uh, a whole. I mean, I don't know. We could get a whole panel of people. It won't matter, man. <laughs> it, it's social media, and it's like it's a blessing and a curse for some. It is. It um, is. So what what do you got going on next, man? Before I let you out,
1: um, <clears throat> on the acting side, I filmed a TV pilot last year in a, a film. Uh, waiting for the TV pilot to pick up, I got a few. I'm supposed to do a film in New Mexico in March. It got pushed back um, with um, Golly, what's his name? Uh, it's from the. Um, he's in the Expendables. They they're gonna hate me if they see this on the VNA. Um, the guy who, who, he tried the box, his, um, actor, he, he tried the box and he, he messed up his face. Um, you will know what I'm talking about. Have you ever seen The Expendables?
0: I've seen it. I could start running through names, man. You ain't talking but about Stallone, he, are you?
1: No, no, no. No, no, no. I would know his name right off the bat. It's, um, it'll come to me, but, um, you know, you'll watch it. As soon as we get on the interview, it's going to come to me and you. Um, but the guy, uh, so I'm doing a film with them in New Mexico, a horror film. Um waiting on the TV show to get picked up. I have another uh TV show that we're they're in the community they're in contact with communication with the deal. And once we once they solidify that, then the formal offer uh will be uh given then we'll get that going. So um we got those TV shows uh waiting to resume and, and start in the film. Uh with the business side I am um in the process of expanding. Um, <clears throat> I've been doing it as an instructor slash owner for like three years now and uh, I want to get more into my ownership role and I still I still want to be an instructor but my business is me right now I want to grow you know right. and just take a load off and so um, I, hopefully God's willing I'm able to uh, get my own facility by the end of this year um, I'm working on that right now. Uh, some people are not gonna like it because it it severs some of their things. But hey, it's business. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm trying to grow like everybody else. So uh, Juiced Up Athletics should have their own facility. Should have a home facility their own uh, in 2022. Okay. Uh, where and we'll have partnership. It's it's a lot that's coming with Juiced Up. Uh, I'm just trying to build the generational wealth, unlike you know, like like a lot of people talk about, but don't aren't proactive with. Right. Um of course I have a daughter, so I want her to get that experience too. Uh she's two years old. Well she'll be two in March, huh? Fast forward. Mm-hmm. Take your time, Joy. Um <laughs> I don't want her to grow up any faster than she's already going. Time flies, but yeah. Um I just wanna I she'll be playing softball. She kind of okay. likes it already. Um I just want to have that more time with have more time with her and 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 pretty much. I've been consumed with the business and the acting for the last five years, seven years. I haven't had a break. I'm taking a break from coaching and just focusing on instructing in can in the camps and clinics and getting the facility off the ground so I have more time to uh with my daughter and um my music and my acting in there is I do sing, I do have music out. Okay. Um, so people can go stream that just Julian Griffith is Julian Griffith on oh, all oh, your so oh, your streaming platforms. Got an EP coming out, a few different things in the works, man. Uh just trying to, like I said, that generational wealth. Who owns the Lakers? But everybody know LeBron James, and LeBron James is rich. <laughs> but whoever owns the Lakers, that's a wealthy person. Yeah. He probably never played a lick of ba- basketball, but he knows numbers. He knows business, and somebody' name is on the bottom of that check. And I always try to tell people that. I said I'm, I'm, I'm trying to focus more on that entrepreneurial um, mindset. You know, financial freedom. Um generational wealth and having the time, like I said, for my acting and really pursuing it uh, full time like I want to. Uh, But in order to do that, you want to make sure you have passive income. So it's a lot going on, man. Uh, Like I said, the business, you all can be in tune. You can check out the uh, business uh, JU Athletics Life on all social media platforms. If you want to follow my journey, the Julian Griffith on all social media platforms. And uh my music, like I said, Julian Griffith. You can check me out, Apple Music, Spotify, everything. Um, and yeah, man, we got some great things coming, man.
0: man I don't know how you uh have any free time, man. My God. I don't. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't, man.
1: Usually I have my daughter in the daytime. Okay. So I just her mom, her mom's family had her today, so I could do the interview with take care of her stuff. But usually at least six days a week, man, it's co-parenting situation, man. So when I'm not working, which is during the day, Joe Lee's with me. And then in the evenings, it's grind business time, man. So yeah, it, it is finding time and this business seven days a week. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: man. But you grind now so you can play later, man.
0: You got to. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you're the example. Um, but I appreciate you coming on and uh, all the great work that you're doing. Um, for me, like I said, I love the film. Uh, me and you about the same age, you know, I'm I'm 31 as well. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, the film uh, hit with me. I was terrible at baseball still am to this day. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, last little thing. Um, I remember when we first watched it, uh, my mom was a fan of the movie too. And, uh, and she still is, but boy, she could not get over all that cussing. Oh my gosh. Every time <laughs> somebody said something, she would just look at me like, hey, don't even think about it um we still laugh about it to this day but uh yeah yeah shout out to you for that um you're acting and and you you really are a a light man and and a role model and keep doing the great work that you're doing thank you my man thank you thank you thank you man you too god bless man you're welcome back on anytime
1: hey i appreciate it